welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Jazz Esquire. DJ Jazz Esquire. Yeah, because you look like a lawyer today. Somebody pointed that out. We're not going to say who, but someone says you look like you're working in a law office. Mm, I should have worn, like, a suit and, like, a tie and everything, and, uh... You know what, Pradeep, I'll be your lawyer today, okay? Yes, yes. So every time uh, Pradeep <laughs> doesn't answer a question, Jazz is going to be like, objection! <laughs> objection! Oh, man. And next, you, man. No worries. Next, we got April, who has been on three episodes so far this season. Welcome back, April. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing really good. Uh, practicum is keeping me busy, but it's also keeping me happy. Awesome, awesome. And then we got the man of the hour, Pradeev. How are you? Hey, I, you know, I'm doing all right, man. I can't complain. Can't That's complain. good, man. It's good. <laughs> I am super excited to talk to you, man. You are one of the first uh, South Asians, Guyanese, uh, West Indies or Guyanese. Where are you from exactly? Tell us a little bit about where you're from. Uh, well, you know, I'm from New York, born and raised okay. uh, in New York City, but my family is uh, West Indian. My mother is from Trinidad and Guyana. My father's Punjabi, though. You can't tell by my, oh. by my actual name. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. You're a little bit of all over the place, but that's really, really cool. I really loved your intro on the season because it went into something that I feel like they never talked about before, but like it talked about how they had people from India and they took them over to the West Indies at at indenture servants, which like, wow, the bastards are actually teaching us a little bit of something. Obviously we know about it, but like a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. Uh, Even people within the Indian diaspora, like don't even, don't even know that. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% Indian. Yes. Anybody in like the Caribbean that's West Indian? Yeah. You're one of us. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, appreciate that. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your job. What is it that you actually do? Oh, You're a man, neuroscientist, that's a good question. right? Uh, you know, I guess not anymore, man. Like, actually, uh, these days, I am a science diplomat. So what, what, is that? what is that? How did I get there? What is <laughs> So basically, it's like, uh, so my job is to whenever a foreign nation speaks to the U.S. about the science they want to do, I got to be the guy that they talk to about that. Oh, and that's very so cool. so I have to sort of, uh, yeah, coalesce all of the interesting science that goes on around America and, you know, distill it into a way that makes sense for, like, non-scientists, politicians, and policymakers outside America. So it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. So far from neuroscience, I guess. (laughs) The thing is, when you said you don't do 
when you said you don't do that anymore, I had a heart attack because I was like, oh no, he's an influencer now. He's like selling green tea. <laughs> he left he left the science world to sell green tea. No. Never. Never. Where's the Ruckable ad party? Where never. Oh man. It's never coming. <laughs> it's never coming. That, <laughs> You'll never catch me one person out like that. <laughs> You'll never catch me selling out like that. Never ever. We got <laughs> I know. We got one. Got you. We got one. <laughs> Not that, but listen, if you guys do need to sell green tea, uh, Falam Nurse will be happy to sponsor. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, man. But no, it was really cool because you were doing a lot of work uh, with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. Could you go into a little bit about what you were doing with that? Yeah. I mean, so my scientific career started and stayed in the neurosciences for a lo- for as long as I was in the lab. So basically, you know, it started off, uh, yeah, yeah, you know how like in, you know, Indian culture or whatever, you know, we talk about past lives. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. a past life for me at this point where like, uh, you know, there's a period of time where, yeah, like I was really deep into like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, genetic risk factors, and really deep into like the tech and the preclinical research. So like that started in a, you know, during undergrad, uh, where I was doing research on uh, L-dopa induced dyskinesia, which is basically like, if you ever seen um, like Michael J. Fox in any of his interviews, you know, he's always like, you know, all Parkinson-like. Uh, that's actually like not a symptom of Parkinson's that he's shown off. It's more like a, a symptom of the medication, which is called dyskinesias. Uh, and virtually all Parkinson patients eventually get dyskinesia from the treatment, and it has a lot to do with just how the disease changes over time, how your body adapts to medication, and then that's the result. Uh, so it's like has some serious like clinical use, uh, clinical translation opportunities, uh, and like that's like where I've always been in my scientific career is like in those translational spaces where like I can see the impact of my stuff like within my own lifetime. I mean, they're scientists that go their entire career without ever, with their work never reaching people. Uh, so, like, I knew I wanted to be, like, face-to-face with uh, those translational settings. So, it's it's funny, like, throughout my entire scientific career, I've slowly, like, edged closer and closer to seeing, like, the impact of my work on people around me. Until now, I'm at a point where it's, like, I'm there. Like, I can't see the impact of my work on on the field as a whole like in a diplomatic setting. That's really fascinating, Pardeep. Um, what is, uh, in the research that you were a part of, like what was the finding that was most surprising to you? I'll say this. Uh, this is probably the, uh, one of the first times I was learning RT-PCR. And uh, so for those who don't know, it's like, you know, when you do a COVID test, for example. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it uses an RT-PCR, the RT-PCR technique to uh, to know. And so the way that works is that it, uh, so the COVID virus, for example, this is me just being like, this is me being a scientist again, uh, you know, is a, is a uh, RNA-based virus. So mm-hmm. the sort of genetic material that COVID is made of is, is RNA. Uh, that, when you put it through... Uh, an enzyme called reverse transcriptase gets converted back to DNA. And then the PCR part of the uh, technique is when that DNA is amplified 
uh, or rather the uh, the DNA is amplified with the sort of uh, corresponding base pairs for what recognizes the virus or whatever you're looking at. So for me, like I was doing that for uh, for microglia. So microglia are the brain's immune cells, and um, I was like doing this technique for like one of the first times. It's a really tough technique, but uh, the data I got back, I was like kind of confused by it because I'm like, yo, this is like pretty cool. This is like pretty good, but there's no mm-hmm. way this is real because like this is one of the first times I'm doing it. It's probably shitty data. Uh, so I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here, but no, um, you curse on here. yeah, okay, sweet. Uh, so then I repeated <laughs> it, you know, over and over again, and data kept coming back, and the data basically was like showing that there was like an imbalance of um, lysosomal. Um, enzymes and so the lysosome of course is like the part of the cell that breaks down cell debris and Mm -hmm. so for microglia like that's really important because microglia are the immune cells and so like they're always shoveling stuff to the lysosome and so if there's an imbalance there that means there's probably an imbalance like the actual cell and at the time i don't know where the research is now but at the time um microglia were like an interesting thing to look at because Sort of like when you have allergies, you uh, you sneeze, you cough, you uh, you your your body has like a overactive immune response. It's like mm, that situation right. with microglia, where under brain damage, they uh, they ha- they had they're hyperinflamed, and so I was able to link that to the um, lysosome imbalance. So that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that sound really cool. That That's was amazing. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet there's nobody else on the bachelor who's done that i can guarantee you that oh 100 you might be yeah. the smartest person in the like entire show everyone's like a fitness trainer <laughs> <laughs> and this guy here is like doing god's work trying to cure things and help people with allergies on a molecular level like that's just fascinating <laughs> listen i love that they finally brought on a nerd on the bachelor because that's one of us man and like one of not, us not only are you like a science nerd but i hear you're like a comic-con nerd too i heard you go to comic-con and stuff is that true uh, hell yeah man i'm all about it yeah oh, yes i'm all about it one of us I'm all about it all Wait, about go- it man do you go to New York Comic Con? Because I go there every year. Every yeah, year, man. I, I go to whatever one is nearby. New York, San Diego. Just let me know. I'll be there. Like right now, I'm in LA. I'm gonna go to San Diego Comic Con. If I'm back oh. in New York, I'll go to I'll go to New York Comic Con. One love, what, man. Like I'll go to all of them. Listen, I know where we're hanging out. We're hanging out at Comic Con. We're bringing the bachelors <laughs> to Comic Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> October, October, uh, 2023. We're gonna be in New York. We'll try to get a panel at New York Comic Con. Yeah, and then we'll bring Pratip as our guest. It'll be great. <laughs> you know, we, we actually got pretty good with our Comic Con stuff. We actually did a commercial for Miss Marvel. We had like the actors from Miss Marvel on our show. So we mm-hmm. kind of like did. We do a lot of Comic Con stuff, which is cool. But the irony is, there's the Venn diagram between Bachelor fans and comic fans are like. Two complete separate circles so like our two fan bases don't ever laugh it's so funny except for like four people now you me Pratip, and my brother-in-law yeah <laughs> like the people who tune in for our bachelor recap do not listen to our like marvel recap and vice versa so it's mm. so funny <laughs> it's well like, they should they should, they should. right yeah, absolutely should. it's, it's like a lot of middle age like ladies lines. and then nurse it was <laughs> No, no, that's really, really cool. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about your time on The Bachelor. And like honestly, I think you picked the best season to be on the show because Michelle 
was amazing. Like, tell us your thoughts about Michelle. Uh, you know, Michelle, Michelle is just, she's just a good person. I mean, she, uh, I will say that, you know, Michelle has always been just really, you know, respectful, tactful, and, uh, you know, patient with me and everyone else. Um, you know, I can't speak on her relationship with others, but, you know, Michelle is, has always been the type from my experience, uh, to, you know, give credit to individuals who, you know, stand up and stand out. And, you know, she's just a very, uh, yeah, uh, classy and thoughtful lady straight up. Um, I mean, so sometimes the most complicated things are described in the simplest ways. And, and that's, that's how I would describe her, you know, no, no shade in any direction. Yeah. Amazing. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because like, I feel like if, it was anyone else they wouldn't handle that diversity of uh, men on that show as well as she had i think she did a great job with that uh as we see this season with uh zach <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of diversity left <laughs> he, he he has been getting rid of all the ethnic girls uh one by one sadly so uh michelle season was a season where we saw a lot of that and i thought that was really really good and a lot of the people who we normally don't see on the show whether being daisy or asian yeah well i I would say this uh you know um i think that there there is a collective knowledge for people of a certain kind uh as to how to succeed on reality tv uh, mm. and so like, you know, when I was cast, like there's really, really only one, you know, brown dude I can call and he was in night one elimination about, yo, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. am I, am I going to be screwed or not? Uh, now right. that conversation would have been different if, you know, this was a brown person who made it to the final rows or made it to top right. four or something of that nature. So, you know, I think that, um, I think that there's a lot more individuals, you know, of, you know, maybe Caucasian descent, Asian descent or whatever, who are able to, you know, have lived experiences on how to like fall in love on that show. So Mm. I would say that, um, you know, corrective measures for that is probably like really complicated, multilateral, but you know, it just goes back to what I was saying, uh, you know, there's work to be done all around. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that over time, you know, the, as it's been doing, the show is continuing to diversify and over time, this will, you know, lead to like a, uh, more sort of collective knowledge on is the show, you know, what would my parents think? What would my career think? What would my cousins think or whatever? These questions, I believe, will start to give way to people who are more confident, more brazen, more like ballsy to get on there and like make a splash. Um, you know, I'm Very confident, true. you know, that somewhere, somewhere in the past, you know, maybe there was another, you know, brown person trying to get cast for the show, but decided not to go because their auntie and uncle would judge them. Like, who gives a shit? So right. I would say that those feelings of like um, judgment you know, from within the Indian diaspora uh, are going to give way, are going to go to the wayside as more and more brown people get cast. Uh, so I think in that regard, you know, it could be more of a um, uh, positive feedback uh, for diversifying. But that, I think, lies squarely with the with the brown community. 
I think we're definitely seeing that. I think we're seeing that in shows like Indian Matchmaking. We're seeing that in shows like Love is Blind. I feel like people are getting a little used to the idea of seeing people of Indian descent on reality shows. Family Karma is another one of them. I think slowly people are getting to that stage, and that's really, really good. Um, I do want to talk about one thing. You said it, oh, it's wait, on Oh, wait, Neeps, one thing real quick. Sure. Uh, Pradeep, your um, microphone, it's rubbing against your shirt, and we can hear uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, Let me yeah, see yeah, if yeah, I all can. Good, all good. Okay. Just hold it better. when you're talking. You should be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the so I, side. I wanted to say like, oh, so, oh, uh, side. yeah, yeah, that side. You, okay. you mentioned, uh, you know, there's work to be done on all sides. And I feel like that's uh, that's so true because there are contestants who constantly get caught up in some kind of controversy. I think mm-hmm. they've had several people caught up in the blackface controversy. And I tweeted a little bit while ago. There's more people involved in like controversies that involve racism than there are actual South Asian people on the show. And the show's <laughs> been on for so many years. And it's one of those things like everyone has to do better. You're absolutely right. It's not just the producers, the contestants, even the viewers. I think some of the viewers, you know, you see some of the comments people leave. They're horrible. So on all sides, I feel like people need to do better. Yeah, you know, all all sides, I think. Um, And, you know, it is TV at the end of the day. So uh, it it is entertainment. It has to be entertaining. Uh, You know, but, you know, what form that takes, I don't know. But uh, it it still has to like, you know, stir the pot in some way, for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, listen, your season they got some really cool stuff. They got you playing basketball. You seem pretty good at basketball. <laughs> that was surprising. Uh, I well, oh, I, see this. Uh, I mean, you know, there's it, like I think I was better, you know, behind the. I, I mentioned this publicly before, so I'll just say it now because uh, it wasn't on TV. Um, I, I got the first shot in that basketball game. Uh, nice. So basically, everybody, everybody on that team, listen, man, like they're all former ballers, former footballers, yes. D one basketball players. <laughs> I, I came, I came through with the, with, with the first basket and said, set the stage. So, so it was good. So uh, hey, I, I think, I, I think now, like I'm in a lot better shape than I was then. So let's see. If, 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 so I'm down to try it again at some point. If anybody wants to test me on that. Uh, so. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's get a basketball team going with all South Asian, uh, you know, men from the show. That's like all two of you. <laughs> there, yes, it'll be, it'll it'll have be, to be two on two. It'll have to be two on two. Or it, it, it would have to be two on two. Yes. Yeah. Only NBA two. Jam style. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that's really really cool. So tell us some of your favorite uh, moments from Michelle season. Like, what what would you think were your favorite parts? You know, probably, uh, man, my favorite parts, gotta appreciate, I gotta appreciate, um, I gotta appreciate my guy, Rodney, man. He's such a nice guy. Oh, like he, man. We love he, Rodney. He's, he's the real deal. Like, he, I'm, like, so proud of him. Like, actually, I, I also mentioned this, like, uh, on other podcasts, but, like, me and him shared the same limo night one. So, yeah. we oh, nice. met each other before we met Michelle. And so, like, that's a, that's a friendship that I, you know, I hope will just last forever because he's he's just one hell of a guy. And he's so everything kind of he did is, like, probably like. my favorite thing of the season. <laughs> so you would have been one of those guys crying when he got eliminated in Bachelor in Paradise because you're that close to him? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <man. laughs> Uh, that one, like that one, stirred me up big time. Because, uh, man, I would have came out swinging for that guy. 
Uh, <laughs> man, hey, I, I, I'm I with you, man. <laughs> I don't watch his shows, but all I remember is Rodney was a good dude, and I'm going to defend him to death. So I do remember I, saying that. I remember I everybody wait, came out crying. Which <laughs> got eliminated. <laughs> Ugh, man, that one broke. That one like broke collectively everyone's hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, man, ugh, if I was there, I would have like, I don't know what I would have done. But uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have let it. I, I, I would have tried to make sure it didn't end up that way. I think. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. Are you are you still watching The Bachelor, or do you take a break from it and just watch it uh, here and there? You know, it, it depends. Uh, you know, it entirely depends on my schedule. To be honest. Um, yeah. but, uh, usually it's probably like 50, 50 at this point, just because like, uh, kind of just kind of know how it ends, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. being, oh. being, being around. So it kind of just, uh, <laughs> you know, it kind of just it ruins the, the, the incentivization of watching. Um, <laughs> fair, fair. but you know, you like, know how uh, the sausage is made, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that it, things are more exciting off the show than on the show at times. Uh, oh, you know, when the cameras aren't around, I think like that's that's the juicy stuff that I like to keep up with. Are we well, gonna uh, catch you on stagecoach? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I'm all about it. As, <laughs> as someone with no context on the show, what does that mean? <laughs> so jazz, okay, so jazz doesn't know yeah. what's going on. So jazz, there was a season where they went to this thing called stagecoach. It's like a music festival. Okay. And a lot of people from Bachelor hooked up on that on at that event and then they came to bachelor in paradise and all the details and dirt from that event was like leaked on the show and it kind of spilled out oh no (laughs) it was wild there was text messages leaked there was like like sexual partners exposed it was wild you know the show show doesn't really end when the cameras are off you know it really doesn't well Listen, Pradeep, let's just say you were the bachelor. How would you feel if someone came up to you and decided to lick you? <laughs> just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, how would you feel about that? <laughs> All right, let me think about that one. Because uh, I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw shade at my at my fellow brownie, but. Um, <laughs> I'll say uh, if I was a bass and somebody came and licked me, I'd probably like go like this and like yeah. visibly wipe it off. <laughs> I, I would go out of my, my way and like wipe it off or like ask for a handkerchief or something. Um, and I'd probably ask how'd I taste. I'm sure you That's what we sugar, needed. Man. Brown sugar right there. That's what that, is. Bad, that was that was my username back in high school. Brown sugar. No. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Going back to the AIM screen name days. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so we we had a little bit of a conversation with Lika, and uh rumor has it it wasn't her idea to do that. Uh she was kind of um i would say produced to kind of do that her uh, original idea was to take hars like the flower garlands put one on him and have him put one on her that was her original idea and they made her change it to to licking him so hmm. i wouldn't necessarily 100 blame it on her but uh yeah i don't know she she went with it and it was a bold move here um let me share a picture of that real quick just so like people have some context of what that is um present share screen it's 
are there are these things right here? Yeah. Oh. So she wanted him to put those on her and her to put yeah. that on him. That was her original idea. Oh, that that's serious. Yeah, that's serious. That's right? like, uh, yo, might as well walk around the what? fire while you're at it. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> They're practically yo. married. That's like exchanging wedding rings. That's like that's like uh, okay. <laughs> I thought the I match mean, was like quick, the but that's like uh, that's real <laughs> quick. <laughs> that's just, that, that's a great scam. She probably got him to get married without even him knowing. <laughs> like, everybody go home. <laughs> you don't know, but we're, we're done here. Married. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Yo, that would have that been uh... <laughs> That would have been funny. That would have oh, been funny, man. yeah. That's really yeah. cool. What was your limo entrance when you went oh, on the man. show? Mine, you know, it was just like a neuroscience pun. Yeah, oh, it was okay. just like a... It was a good something about like uh, love and dopamine and uh, you know like uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, something right. about uh, some about, about brain chemistry and like physical chemistry you know what I mean uh, some okay. kind of, I don't know. Go some kind of play to kind of play on that <laughs> I can't I, wait to pick your brain later <laughs> <laughs> well. I, yeah, why not? I remember. Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. I remember you had a really great outfit, though. You had a dope outfit on. Tell us a little bit about that. Was it like a Shervani or something to look like a Shervani? Like, what was it? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Elimination Night. Um, no, I wore a... Um, uh, why is the name escaping me? Uh, yes. Shivani. Uh so I I wore that and you know I wanted to here's the thing man I rose ceremonies like you gotta you gotta mac out like you gotta look your best yeah. you cannot mm-hmm. go to a rose ceremony looking nasty you can't go to mm. a rose ceremony looking dusty and like oily like you gotta look absolutely fresh and yes. so rose ceremony outfits are like they're in a league of their own when you are like on rose ceremony night so I had to make sure, like, you know, I stepped up to another level. And thing about, like, royal ceremony outfits is, like, you, people know if you wear it again. So, yeah, uh, it's, like it's like a one-and-done type deal unless you're wearing yeah. it on someone else's clothes, which happens sometimes. Which uh, happens, yeah, I heard that. Which happens, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, some people just have similar fits. But, uh, nah, man, like, I uh, I wore an uh, Indian-inspired um, outfit because I wanted to represent, bro. Like that's nice. the move. Wanted Hell to yeah. represent, and like also like it looks fly as hell. I think it did actually, look that's fly number as one. Hell. Number one reason is that it looks fly as hell. Number two, like yeah. is like I wanted to represent. Uh, yeah, so true. you know I'm, I'm, you know it was an outfit that like uh, I took the time to like really uh, source and get it fitted and bring it out. I mean, first and only time like someone of Indian descent like wanted to wear Indian inspired clothing so yeah. I think uh I think there's a lot to be said about like uh not only diversifying like skin color right but also diversifying uh your lived experiences and your clothing uh the way you speak the way you love as well uh so I think that you know that I hope contributed to like some step forward in that regard 
Very cool, man. We love that. We love that. Oh, I uh, love that too. I've worn a Shawana in this show every like now and then. Yeah, Jazz has. <laughs> Jazz definitely has, and we've uh, we've definitely done that. We love to share our culture with people. When we were doing the Miss Marvel stuff, man, we definitely brought a whole community of nerds into our culture, and it was amazing to share that with them. So it was really mm-hmm. really cool. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you got to do it with Bastard Nation. There's a lot of people in Bastard Nation that were really excited for you to be on there. Have anyone uh, slid into your DMs? I'm sure other. Than of me, course. of course. Other than uh, me, of course. <laughs> mm, of course. <laughs> of course. I, I mean, that. you got a neurosurgeon brown or neuroscientist brown guy. Like, who wouldn't? Dude, you're Listen, a man. catch, man. You, you're like beyond <laughs> bachelor. You're like brown, yeah. like. You're like the brown, like a Henry Look. Cavill. You're like our super. <laughs> <laughs> if one day I can get that muscular, but you know, one day mm. I can. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I mean, of course, man. Like, it's it's of course I've been in and out of people's DMs and vice versa, man. Like, but you'll never know. But yes, of you'll course. Never know. That's so <laughs> that is. Um, the word. We can keep a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the show's live. <laughs> 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 nah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, and that—that's part of the juiciest, funnest parts. Actually, yeah, it's the stuff that happens off camera. Listen, <laughs> I'm just saying, I might know somebody who is Daisy and also been on the show. If I sent her your way, would you not like shoo her away? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only been like what three, four? Yeah, there's only so, been three. So uh, I can probably name them all. And oh, only been three, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, I. Have I been to all their DMs? Uh, I don't know, maybe. But I uh, your DMs. <laughs> oh, spicy! I mean, th- listen, they they know me. My my life is public. They can slide in. It's all good. Perfect. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. He is uh, accepting. <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Maheen. Uh, says this is the Bronco representation we need, not Shake from Love is Blind. You know what? Listen, listen. I, I do want to talk about that a little bit because listen, I I want to see a brown love story so bad. I want to see I a brown love too. story because listen, if you go to any Mindy Kaling show, it's a brown girl with a white man. You go Aziz Ansari, Camille Nanjiani, brown man with white woman. I just want to see a little brown on brown love that's not toxic, and we haven't had that since like what ever. So ever, I would love to see that once in my life on television, a nice brown love story, not like someone who's already together, not somebody's parents, but a nice brown love story. Mm. I would love to see it, make it happen. Uh, Pradeep, no pressure, oh, man. Oh, no pressure, but it's all I <laughs> well, can, can, I, can, I, can I add something to that? Um, sure, sure. You know, in addition to seeing a beautiful brown love story, one that's not like curated as well as in a show yeah. like Indian Matchmaking. Oh, so, right. yeah. very true. Like, very true. Let it be as natural as possible, man. Don't get like, don't get yeah. a Seema auntie up in here to like do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't need Seema auntie telling us we're too dark to get a, a match. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, do I think it's possible on American TV? Yeah, but you know, there, there's something to be said about this. Like, uh, you know, American Hollywood is like not a diverse place. Uh, no. Even less than that is like. The higher you go in like American TV, the less and less people of color there are. So, you know, there's even the chance that like if you make it into a place, you know, like reality TV or Hollywood or whatever, you may never even run into a brown person. So uh, there's just the fact that there's just not a lot um, that also contributes to that. 
that's probably because they're all like us who are engineers and scientists and lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not enough of us out there. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, right? Yeah. April I mean, everywhere. <laughs> everyone listening to the show, what this means is you have to go on reality TV, go sign up for all the shows, see what happens. <laughs> Except for MILF Manor. Please, no day go on <laughs> oh MILF <my> Manor. <laughs> no, he has to now because you're going to run a Patreon on this. <laughs> 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 Pradeep, what are you watching these days? Other than Bachelor and Samantha, what are you watching these days? It could be anything. Oh, it man. Be reality show or just like geek shows, like nerd shows. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm watching this is anime I started picking up called so first of all yeah the last of us 1000 percent. yeah and you know listen i'm being i'm being a total a total dweeb about it like i'm comparing it like oh this is not this is not like the game the clickers <laughs> don't sound like that like i'm being i'm being a total troll about it but i'm enjoying it though yeah. uh so absolutely the, the way, last of us yeah. by the way we have a recap uh show for the last of us we do every sunday after the show airs if you want to be on that show too you're welcome <laughs> uh, you know we, we could probably make it happen uh, and then uh, another show I'm watching on Netflix is called um, it's called like uh, I think it's called like the Last Ragnarok or Ragnarok something. It's like an anime. Oh yeah, uh huh. It's you like know, the the Coliseum yeah. and the yes. yeah, competing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. So yeah. it's, it's basically Jazz is a like, huge anime fan. Yeah, yeah. Anime is awesome. And so it's about like um, how like oh the gods are deciding should we wipe out humanity or not. Let's put it to a vote. And what put me on, actually, the trailer was like on the main Netflix banner, and they had like an anime rendition of Shiva. I'm like, yo, yeah. what is this? And what what kind of like uh you know modern Netflix show has like an anime version of like a, a Hindu idol? So I started watching yeah. the trailer. I'm like, yo, this looks lit. So uh, actually, it's pretty good. So it's like the gods versus men, and then the men have to like. And by man, they team I mean, like, up with the what are they called? The half gods, half humans. Yeah, the, the, the Valkyries. Valkyries or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. they're called. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like they have to. Uh, it's like every like the strongest historical human figure throughout human history, like versus the gods. So they would have like I don't know, like some they would have like uh, uh, some war- war- warlords from you know. Uh, ancient china or or ancient japan and they would have like jack the ripper and they would have like tesla and they would have like even adam the first man like versus zeus like it's pretty cool um wow, so like cool. uh, so i'm yeah. checking that out right now if my only complaint is that is not enough fighting it's, it's too much talking I want to see fighting. <laughs> yeah so, this is record uh, <laughs> of ragnarok it's a great show great show great show mm, are you cool. looking forward to uh the ending of Attack on Titan, if you watch that? You know, I tried getting into Attack on Titan. Uh, it was just another one of them shows where there's too much talking, not enough action. So, okay, in the uh, first season, that's completely fair. Yes. I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, fell off, I fell off for that reason, actually. So I haven't been keeping up. I, I am back on Dragon Ball. Though. Like, I, I am oh, nice. with, the, with the Dragon Ball movies uh, as they've so, been dropping. You've caught up to like the Universe Saga and the Ultra Instinct Dude, and all that. I'm all, the, I'm all the way into the manga, man. I'm all the way oh, into the snap. moral, yeah. the moral, the moral right. arc. Lovely. Yeah. All right. I'm in there. You're an absolute <laughs> nerd. I love it. So, I'm not a big anime it. fan, but I was told that if you watch the first 44 episodes of One Piece, you can be ready for the show that's coming out. That's live uh live show of that. Yeah, uh, you know it's gonna suck though. Really? Yes. The live, live oh, action anime, man. Uh, <laughs> man. I'm that with you, true. man. The true. anime, like the first forty episodes, you get through Arlong Park, and that's when I got hooked. So 
if they're not going to do it justice, I'm going to be very angry about it. Like oh, no. that's one of the most iconic scenes for me. And so, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, man. Oh, like I'm always disappointed when, you know, there's live action renditions of like comic books or games and they yeah. end up sucking. Yeah. And they suck. Not, like, I, like, like Justice League or Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Like, I waited my entire life to see that and it sucked. So like, <laughs> it, did. it did. Like the I'm DCAU like, was so much better than the DCCU. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It just sucked. the DC animated universe was way better <laughs> yes. than the cinematic universe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, anime. Yeah, sure. yeah. But then speaking but of then we, anime, yeah. I was gonna say uh, this is not a traditional anime, but Avatar: The Last Airbender is also getting a live action edition, and yeah, well, the casting be good. looks good. So yeah. that one good. I have faith yeah. for because the original show's creators Dante Bosco and Micah. I cannot pronounce the last name. They're going to be doing the whole thing. So very excited about that. All right. Yeah. All right. So and then in the comments, we have Michaela who says, hi, Pradeep. We love that you're representing people of color on The Bachelorette. Uh, nice. <laughs> well, you know, uh, on that on that comment, you know, like uh, it's like uh, you got to get out there, man. Like yeah. there, there are all kinds of opportunities for people of color, brown people to be you know, represented. So I would say like, <clears throat> you know, a big, you know, growing up, it's like a big inhibiting factor is like, oh my God, like, you know, my, my mom isn't from here. My dad isn't from here. Like we're growing up in this immigrant community where like English is a second language yeah. and, you know, mm -hmm. you just don't have the time, resources, expertise, social capital to, to know like how much putting yourself out there really pays off. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say, like, you got to just get out there, man. Get out there and, like, be silly. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. Let's do it. Everyone go out there. Be silly. And the thing is, like, I think it matters more because you're a genuine person. When there's someone who's kind of, like, a little bit of a narcissist and stuff like that, they're making us look bad so we need all the good guys to go out there to cancel them out and i'm not <laughs> pointing any favor uh pointing any finger like shit <laughs> but, uh, listen listen we, we gotta have some good guys out there like you you're a genuine guy you're nice you're nerd like us and we we love to see that i appreciate yeah. that we have another comment uh rachel's asking what are your thoughts on what the bachelor franchise needs to do to increase viewership that's true this is the lowest season bro really i'll get bad. paid enough to answer that one this people would be paid to, <laughs> people would be paid to answer that question so uh, right. i don't know man I, I i'll say this like you know viewership is like you know when your target audience is like 1835 which is like the hardest audience to get yeah people gotta grow up into it first and so I think like, it, I don't think it's going to be, so first of all, like, I don't really know the numbers necessarily, but like, if you want to increase viewership, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and it's going to take like some investment into like other platforms and other new innovative, like uh, cross-sectional ways to like tell your story. So beyond that, like eh, people being paid to answer that. So I'm gonna let them do that. Yeah. Oh my god, that was such a good answer mm -hmm. because that can apply to everything. <laughs> that, is true. that is true. Like I'm thinking of ways we're gonna be have to start doing that for this podcast. Like that was such a good answer. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious what's gonna happen. The viewership's down. People said that it might get off of ABC and might get picked up by Hulu or something. So there who knows what's gonna happen. We'll see. I don't know. 
Yeah. But all I know is diverse stories are working on other platforms. Like Love is Blind, like, you know, there's body diversity. There's so many different types of people on that show. And people love it. It, it does mm -hmm. great. And yeah. it does really good for the people who are on it because they get a lot of followers. This year for The Bachelor, the, the girls that have been on Zach's season, they're, uh, they're the... They're the what you call it a Instagram it's called Bachelor Bio Data or something like that. Bachelor Data, yeah. Bachelor Data, yeah. Yeah, love yeah we love them, and they track how fast their Instagram grows. It's been slowing down, so it's not even worth it for a lot of people to go on there these days because they're not growing as fast as they thought they would. Love is Blind, uh, Deeply got like a million followers, and like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I think that um, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Um, but I think, uh, first and foremost, like if you're going on this show to become an influencer, like you're going to get exposed right quick. Cause so like, quick. yeah, you so know, quick. Ba bachelor fans are like really smart. And they let me really tell you, are. man, like, <clears throat> like there's people that go on these shows and, you know, just lie about everything, lie about their job, lie about their, their relationships, yes. lie about every single thing or like promote their 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 their, their business restaurant. <laughs> oh god yes <laughs> pizza restaurants uh fitness whatever whatever and it's like oh, bro it's so obvious man so i would say this like it pays to be a clean person like it pays to like yeah. not yeah. have a skeleton in your closet when you know you're out there looking for love on like uh, a national with a national audience. So, um, I would say that uh, you know the fans kind of it's like if you the fans you know they have their own ways of like predicting who's gonna like do well and who's not. Yeah. But they they're really good at like knowing who's a douchebag and who's not a douchebag and who's a dick and who's not a dick and who's nice and who's not nice. And they figure that out right quick. And that's that's some that's cool. All right, all right. Last question before we go. If they offer you a chance to be on Paradise, would you go? Maybe they already did. And, uh, oh. and oh. who knows? Maybe. Maybe they already did. I don't know. I am Should I, I let me let me let me reflect about you. Should I go and why? Uh, Listen, why can't brown people go out there and get a tan? You know, we, we deserve to be out there too in a little vacation. <laughs> I, I, I want to see you without a shirt on. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe that day is coming uh, sooner than you think. Oh, <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you heard it here first. Hey, no, it depends who's there. Hey, no, there. Like, I, you know, I don't want to get there and everyone's already wiped up. You know, I, it depends who's there. That's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Look, man, I don't watch a show and I haven't been excited. But if you're gonna be on Paradise, man, I am hyped now, and I will. Ooh, actually... that, that might actually watch a season. <laughs> I will never watch a season, okay. but I may watch certain episodes now. <laughs> yeah, listen, I would go bananas for that. I think that'd be really, really cool. But uh, mm -hmm. all right, let's let's see, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on our show. We had so much fun. Um, we would love to have you back, whether you want to come on this show and talk about Bastard or whether you want to come on another show and talk about nerd culture and Comic-Con and all the other shows that are watching, you're always welcome. And we would love to see you back, man. Thank you. And, you know, keep doing what you do, guys, because, uh, you know, we need uh, interesting, influential, diverse voices in a place like this. So, uh, yeah. you know, to have diverse pers perspectives uh, and to 
advocate and also defend, you know, uh, instances of like, you know, miscommunication between people that mm -hmm. never talk to each other. So, mm. um, so mediums like, like this do a good job to sort of be the connective tissue between somebody who, I don't know, grew up in some small ass town and never saw a brown person in their life versus yeah. someone who grew up in an inner city and sees them all the time. Uh, yeah. So I think that uh, the work that's being done to sort of level the playing field, you know, is with, is with you guys. So really appreciate all that you do. No, thank you so much, man. We really believe in that. We believe that if there's something happening, uh, the people talking about it should be the people being affected by it. That's why when something happens on this show, we make sure that we bring on a guest who is uh, of that descent or of that color uh, to talk about it. You know, when Natasha was having all that stuff to her, we brought on black people to talk about that and let us know mm -hmm. how colorism affects mm -hmm. their uh, communities yeah. and stuff. So we yeah. love doing that. That's what we're all about. We can't let all the white people take all of the what you call it, narratives when all this stuff happens, right? No offense, April. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm happy to help. <laughs> yes, yes. But listen, thank you so much. We welcome you on the show anytime. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace. Bye, Pardee. Deuces. Good to meet you. Good to meet you too.